You're listening to Kyle Warren. Okay, so we have a couple of different tracks of reality going on today. We've got, of course, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell giving a very explosive press conference regarding the overview of the election fraud that they have uncovered having to do with people in the voting counting rooms, basically, the machines, the software, the whole nine yards. And then we have Joe Biden saying the Trump administration pushing back on transition. That's totally irresponsible. Like, come on, man. Well, wait a minute. Did he watch that press conference? Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you. And welcome as we begin. Uh, well, we race into and rocket into the Thursday edition. Begin the Thursday edition here on the uh, broadcast. It is Thursday, November the 19th, 2020. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about on the program today. Uh, we've Again, I don't even know where to begin. Of course, we have the press conference. We're going to hear a little bit of that. Uh, we've got other news. Uh, uh, going on. We've got, of course, issues going on with Joe Biden. He's now saying he's made his pick for the Treasury, right? Assuming he goes to get inaugurated, even after all this uh, comes out about the voting irregularities, the machines, the software, as I said, the whole nine yards. Um, but he's not going to say who it is, right? Until you get closer to Thanksgiving, evidently. I. Huh, interesting, interesting. And of course, AOC is also, of course, continuing to rally progressives to push Joe Biden for bold action. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. So I hope that you have popcorn. I hope that you have maybe some chips or Cheetos or something or even a healthy snack of some sort uh, in order to sit back and watch the fireworks, uh, of course, that we're going to be watching. Well, once again, folks, welcome to the program. Don't forget, I'll be a guest later on this evening on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. All that happens at 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com. There you'll find links to listen live to Captain Matt Bruce's flagship station of AM860 The Answer as the program emanates from uh, his Tampa home base there along the Salem Media Group of stations and also along the GCN network as well. Also, I have another quick program note. I will be out of the studio tomorrow on Friday, November the 20th, 2020, but I'll be back on Monday. Uh, so just a, a quick program note. I will be out of the studio for the Friday slash weekend edition, unfortunately, but I will be on the captain's program, his weekend edition which airs late Friday night and early Saturday morning, depending on your time zone. Okay, so we got our house cleaning out of the way, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll here on the uh, program today. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Okay, now they're saying that Biden maintains his lead over uh, Trump as the Georgia recount ends, but of course they had found all those votes, 
and they of course were going in the direction uh quite uh quite uh, uh, decidedly in the direction of uh, president trump this from newsmax georgia officials completed a recount of the state's november 3rd presidential vote that showed president-elect as they're saying joe biden keeping his lead in the state during uh, dealing another setback to President Donald Trump's effort to challenge the election results. The hand recount of the state's 5 million votes that began Friday was ordered after the initial recount, initial count rather, found Biden ahead by 14,156 votes or or about 0.3 rather percentage points. While the recount revealed uncounted ballots in four counties that bolsters that bolstered Trump's count, it wasn't enough to change the outcome of the race, which was called for Biden last week, making him the first Democrat to carry Georgia since Bill Clinton in 1992. Well, isn't that interesting, right? Isn't that interesting? And again, you know, Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama or anybody else in the history of the universe. Uh, which, again, just seems odd. It seems odd that he would flip states where Donald Trump was very popular, uh, where he had done all these wonderful things and so forth. And uh, But again, th- what the reason I'm saying this is because, when, as we're going to hear from Rudy Giuliani here in just a little bit, it's very interesting because these particular areas were targeted. They were targeted um, I think very, very specifically, it would appear according to what is uh, what is emerging out of all this. And in order to flip the election, you just need to be able to target certain specific cities and certain specific states in order to inject, if you were going to do it, right, to in order to inject votes into the system. And some of the things that uh, Rudy Giuliani was talking about are really, really hair-raising, hair-raising. And the things that that uh, Sidney Powell Powell was talking about are also hair raising, um, because the idea that if you have literally a foreign a foreign entity a foreign company um, providing these uh, machines or software uh, into the United States, these things that were specifically and have and have the the express capability of, and as, as she admonished the the reporters in the room. Go download the manuals for these machines and you'll see that they are absolutely designed to weight votes a certain way, uh, get rid of votes, transfer votes, all these kinds of things. And they are hackable because they are exposed to the Internet. And um, so you look at all these things in total and it looks pretty bad. It, in, in other words, in other words, it, it belies the idea that somehow, well, again, there's nothing to see here. Everything is fine. Uh, there is no real corruption. There's no real voter fraud going on. It's the most secure election in the history of the United States and on and on. Anybody um, who would look at this thing reasonably would, would immediately conclude that something very fishy has happened. I mean, that's just putting it mildly, of course. Something very fishy is happening. Um, and so when you have people with good reputations, good lawyers with good reputations, being able to uncover this, expose it for what it is, and then tell people about it. And of course, this is a press conference that went on earlier today. Uh, it's not a court of law. And so in a court of law, this is where the uh, gory details in the in the real sense will will begin to come out. Um, But 
again, it's 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 a travesty for the American people that suddenly um, this there's uh, this railroading that is occurring is is just uh, unconscionable for the American system. If Joe Biden won the election, then Joe Biden won the election. But if if there are are rampant examples of the election being uh, coerced and the, um, trying to be fixed, basically, uh, people doing things completely out of the ordinary, uh, not checking signatures, uh, telling the machines to, uh, to you know, uh, lowering the capacity of the machines to recognize the signatures properly um, and don't ask people for identification or don't ask them, don't check the absentee ballot, all this kind of stuff. Well, Americans, they they deserve to have a real election. And if Joe Biden won the real election, then that's people will accept that. But you can't ask the country to go forward with the amount of uncertainty and the dark cloud that is hanging over this election because it will get worse it will fester it will not it, it will just not be good for our country and you know again we've had enough uh, uncertainty and chaos with the coronavirus uh with the ongoing onslaught of from the news media for four years against Donald Trump. There's not one time I can't even I can't even recall if anybody out there listening to this, if you can recall a time when the news media said, yeah, yeah, Trump made the right decision on that. Everything is OK. Uh, you know, uh, please let me know. Because everybody has been subjected to this daily onslaught of uh, just every of a five alarm fire every single day about Donald Trump. And uh, the American people deserve to have a real election. Okay, quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear some of that press conference and much more. Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVETS highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit AMVETS.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. <laughs> Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That 
effervescing attitude, and without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station, and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, sir, it is. And thank you, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner. We're going to hear from Ron a little bit later on in the program with the Edwards Notebook, of course. And uh, we have a lot more to talk about. Folks, don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can find me on Parlor. We have our new Parlor account set up. It's at Kyle Warren Show. You've got links over there at Kyle Warren Show, also to Facebook and Twitter. And we keep going up and up and up, folks, just like the music is doing right there. And uh, we have you to thank for that. The listeners to the program, uh, you mean everything to us. And uh, we really appreciate everybody out there who's sharing the program, telling your friends about the program, subscribing to the program, listening to the program. And, of course, there's different ways that you can find the program. Uh, again, go to KyleWarrenShow.com, of course. But... Uh, there are different uh, podcast services that carry uh, or list the program, uh, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, also Spotify, Podcast Republic, CastBox, and others. And uh, so welcome to everybody listening on these different platforms. And uh, we welcome you to the show and people all across the country, by the way. Um, are tuning into the program now. So uh, we've got people up in the Northeast. We've got people up in the Northwest. Uh, we've got people in the, in the South. We've got people in Texas. We've got people all over the place. Uh, so, and of course, right here in California as well, where we, I, I understand now we have a curfew uh, going on. It's the 10 p.m. curfew. So it's similar to what uh, has been put in place in New York. Uh, that is to say, I believe restaurants and bars and so forth, uh, they have to close down at 10 o'clock. I'm not sure if that in includes like um, uh, grocery stores. Sometimes they'll close a little bit later or some places are open 24 hours, this kind of thing. But the idea is you're supposed to, uh, I guess, uh, go home uh, and stay home after 10 o'clock um, with this uh, with this curfew. And it's in place starting Saturday, I believe, for a month. Um, so this is, you know, coming at a time of year, of course, when people are looking to enjoy the holidays, looking to have a little bit of a little bit of a respite from from the year. And this year has been completely crazy, of course. Uh, I think this is a year when so many people want to get to New Year's Eve uh, and they just want to get to New Year's Eve and get out of 2020. Um, and I'm all for that. Uh, I'm all for that. However, uh, that being said, that being said, uh, we still have a couple more months here in 2020 and things can really look up. And even in our personal lives, uh, we, uh, things can look up. Um, and, uh, no matter what's going on, um, I'm hoping that everybody out there is having some opportunity. A lot of people have had a lot of hardship. Uh, a lot of people are being driven literally, uh, to leave their home, uh, sell their home, leave their home. They've had to close their business and they may be going somewhere else. 
Um, but I'm hoping that even within that, and again, this wasn't your fault. I think it's important to point that out. It's really, really important for people to remember this wasn't your fault. You didn't do this. Uh, this was done to you uh, because there was the uh, virus, the Wuhan virus, as it were. Um, and uh, of course, all these shutdowns and everything uh, have made matters even worse. And uh, But there's going to be opportunity for you. And uh, so stick with us here. We'll stick with you. And uh, we are all, we're all going to get out of 2020 and we're all going to see, I believe, a better year next year. And um, so we got to, we got to keep the faith and got to keep the faith. Um, okay. So let's, let's go over here real quick. I want to get to some of this, um, uh, some of this um, uh, press conference here with Rudy Giuliani, uh, because it is very, very important uh, some of the things he said. We're going to hear a little bit of the beginning of that. Uh, we don't have time to go through the whole thing on the, whole sh- on the show today, but I think it's really important that we hear some of what Rudy, Rudy Giuliani talked about at the beginning because this is the beginning. This is the beginning of this major fight um, in terms of the public face now of this fight uh, in order to try to uh, get to the bottom of what really happened at uh, on election day, what really happened in these different key cities, what really happened, and people have every single right to know. And I would think that Joe Biden, as uh, is, if he wants to have, if if he wants the country really to unify, you know, come on, man, it's time to unify. If he really wants the country to be unified, I think he needs to support wholeheartedly the ferreting out. Did people bring garbage cans full and bags, plastic bags full of of ballots? Did they copy them off on machines or did they run them through the machines several times? Um, did they use the same unique identifier on these ballots uh, or, or did the numbers of injected votes, they all seem to kind of be the same? Um, it, you know, if this is all really true and there's good evidence to back this up, Joe Biden, as the unifier in chief, evidently, well, he better be on the side of saying, um, hey, we, let's find this out. Otherwise, I think he risks having a country moving forward in, in, in a very, very bad way in a very, very bad place. Nobody wants that. And uh, I think everybody wants uh, to know the truth. But the truth over facts media um, continues to want to tell you a quote unquote truth as opposed to ferreting out the facts the facts are there to ferret out if it if the again it's like forming a hypothesis the hypothesis is based you know we think the election was rigged because of this and that and the other thing and we have to go out and we have to find facts the facts are either going to bolster that or it's going to tell a different story and the media at the very least needs to look at the facts if they look at the facts and they do it in a in a professional way you might start to see some different stories out there that's all I'm saying. Okay, so let's listen to Rudy Giuliani from earlier today from the RNC press conference. Good afternoon. And thank you very much for coming. Uh, this is um, representative of our legal team. We're representing uh, President Trump and we're representing the Trump campaign. Uh, when I finish, uh, Sidney Powell and then, and then Jenna Ellis will follow me. And we will present, in brief, the evidence that we've collected over the last, I guess it is two weeks, 
Also, uh, Joseph Jennifer, Victoria Tenzing are here with me. There are a lot more lawyers working on this, but we're the, I guess we're the, we're the senior lawyers. <laughs> and Boris Epstein. So, I guess the best way to describe this is when we began uh, our representation of the president, we, we certainly uh, were confronted with a very anomalous set of results. The president way ahead on election night, seven or 800,000 in Pennsylvania. Somehow he lost Pennsylvania. We have statisticians willing to testify that that's almost statistically impossible to have happened in the period of time that it happened. But of course, that's just speculation. As we started investigating uh, both our investigations and the very um, patriotic and brave American citizens that have come forward are uh, extraordinary. Extraordinary number of people, extraordinary number of witnesses. And what emerged very quickly is, this is not a singular voter fraud in one state. This pattern repeats itself in a number of states. Almost exactly the same pattern, which um, to any experienced investigator, prosecutor, would suggest that there was a, a plan from a centralized place to execute these various acts of voter fraud specifically focused on big cities and specifically focused on, as you would imagine, big cities controlled by Democrats and particularly focused on big cities that have a long history of corruption. The number of voter fraud cases in Philadelphia could fill a library. Just a few weeks ago, there was a conviction for voter fraud, and one, two weeks before that. And I've often said, I guess sarcastically, but it's true, the only surprise I would have found in this is if Philadelphia hadn't cheated in this election. Because for the last 60 years, they've cheated in just about every single election. You could say the same thing about Detroit. Each one of these cities are cities that are controlled by Democrats which means they can get away with anything they want to do. It means they have a certain degree of control over, certainly control the election board completely, and they control law enforcement. And unfortunately, they have some friendly judges that will issue ridiculously irrational opinions just to come out in their favor. Okay, stop, so let's, stop right there. One of the interesting things Giuliani gets to later in the press conference, again, the idea that all these things are happening almost exactly the same way in these different cities as they're observing. Um, the notion that everybody got up that morning and decided that they all had the same idea independently of one another is ludicrous. And as he said, typically in investigations, when you see these kinds of patterns, you know that something is going on. There is some kind of a plan, evidently, that this seems to indicate. Now, of course, they have to get down into the into the nitty gritty of this stuff. But let's continue. Start with the specifics. Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, the margin of victory now for Biden, which is a not a victory, it's a fraud, is 69,140 votes. The reality is that we are now at a count of 682,770 ballots for which we have affidavits that there was no inspection of that ballot at the time that it was entered 
in the vote. It was a mail ballot. Okay, stop right there. We've got to stop for a break. But when we come back, we'll hear, we'll hear more from Rudy Giuliani. And there's so much more going on, folks. It is really, really something. Stay right there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. One would think that Nasty Pelosi would be the last person on earth to label Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett as illegitimate. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, in 1987, when Nasty Pelosi began serving in the U.S. House of Representatives, her district, which includes San Francisco, was one of the most beautiful places on earth. Pelosi swore to uphold the Constitution, but just as the world has witnessed the gradual transformation of her district from beautiful to open toilet status in the streets of San Francisco, she has, along with fellow Democrats, trashed both the Bill of Rights and the U.S. Constitution consistently. Thus, I find it pretty hypocritical that Pelosi has labeled recently appointed Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett as illegitimate. Justice Barrett just happens to be one of the most qualified persons ever appointed to the bench. Also, unlike Pelosi, Justice Barrett has upheld the Constitution consistently. Unlike Pelosi, who has made a career out of trashing our Constitution. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Thursday edition of the program. Glad to be with you, of course. And uh, don't forget, I'll be a guest on the Captain's America Third Watch later on this evening. The captain and I will have a complete wrap-up of all the day's events. Any breaking news as well, uh, news that you need to hear right there on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com for links to listen live. And, of course, uh, uh, quick program note i will be out of the studio on friday uh for this program but i'll be on the captain's uh uh weekend program as usual and then back on monday um okay so let's let's continue here because rudy giuliani was talking about the idea that you had ballots come in they weren't inspected um and so forth so let's let's pick up where we left off ballots are particularly prone to fraud we were warned about that by jimmy carter president jimmy carter and Secretary Baker Let's talk about the mail in ballots. a report about a dozen years ago in which they said that mail balloting is particularly uh, susceptible of fraud, that we should very carefully consider ever doing it, and that it can be taken advantage of. Justice Souter warned us of the same thing in a comment in an election law case. And even the New York Times wrote articles about how uh, dangerous mail voting, mail-in voting was. And um, this is the first time we ever did it en masse, and I think we proved that uh, all three are profits. It's not only susceptible to fraud, it is easily susceptible to fraud, particularly if you have a plan or scheme which sounds eerily similar to what Joe Biden 
told us a few days before the election that he had the best voter fraud team in the world. Well, they were good. I don't know that they, they were that good because they made significant mistakes, like all crooks do, and we caught them. One of them was pushing out Republican inspectors. Every state, almost every civilized country, even Tanzania and places you, know, you wouldn't think of, have uh, rules about inspectors, particularly for mail-in ballots. And why particularly for mail-in ballots? Because they can more easily be defrauded and you can't check on it. People who have never done a mail-in ballot, I'm gonna show you why it's so easy. Well, you fill out an envelope like this. You put your, usually in, in New York, it would be your, your assembly district and the, and the precinct in which you're voting. You fill out your name and your address and you sign it. You then use an inner envelope and you put the ballot inside the inner envelope. You seal it all and you send it in. When it's being, when it's being counted, almost invariably in the United States, up until the mass cheating that went on in this election, a Republican and a Democrat inspector, as well as others, if there are other parties, is allowed to watch the unsealing of this ballot. It used to go on all over America when we conducted honest elections. Because the only time you can ever find out if it's a fraudulent ballot is when it is looked at. The minute you approve this, it's thrown away, gone for eternity, the only thing left is the vote. That could have been Mickey Mouse. That could have been a dead person. That could have been not filled out properly. That could have been the same person 30 times. That could have been, and all these things have happened, by the way. That could have been um, nothing filled out. We'd never know. So, for example, the recount being done in Georgia will tell us nothing because these fraudulent ballots will just be counted again because they wouldn't supply the signatures to match. So, yeah, so stop right there. So, do you see, this is where it really starts to get insidious because there is no real remedy in, in so many uh, cases to be able to backtrack and find out where the fraudulent votes came in in the mail, for example. Um, and uh, so, again, this is the reason why there are observers and inspectors i mean it's it's kind of like some folks out there especially in the truth over facts media is kind of like well what's the big deal about it? i mean you know well well we we have we have these people uh there over over eons now basically a uh, political eons as it were um who have to be there for the unsealing of the ballot for the agreement that the ballot is valid it's been received uh properly it is filled out properly it matches we can now move to the next phase because why because it's so important because before you move to that next phase or if you move to the next phase and the ballot is not uh, and, and 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 you miss it now you've got a fraudulent ballot injected into the system. So what Giuliani's talking about is this happened over and over and over and over again. And uh, so you're right. Uh, he's right, rather. The uh, uh, You can recount all the fraudulent ballots or all the regular real ballots with the fraudulent ones mixed in. What do you get, right? 
So, I mean, that's that's a real problem. Um, and, of course, Giuliani went on uh, with other uh, things he had to do with the with we don't have time to play all of the audio obviously um, but I will uh, we will make this the uh, video pick of the day on the on the site so you can go to kylewarrenshow.com and you can pick up uh, the entire replay of the press conference um, but because um, it really is it really is quite something and again if even half of it's true if even half of it's true, I don't know how anybody could conclude anything other than we have a real problem here. And it's not just about, oh, you, you know, I want Trump to be president or I want Biden to be president or this kind of thing. It's about having legitimacy in our nation. And I know I'm preaching the same thing here and, and so forth, but, but it really is important because what's happening is that it is becoming normalized to simply say, well, we want this person in power. Therefore, it's do anything. We do anything to get that. Um, and uh, uh, as opposed to what did the vote say, it's what can we do, what can we get away with? And, um, and uh, uh, you know, oh, you know we're, if, if Trump is going to, if Trump could somehow retain this, well, watch out, it's going to be a civil war and, and this kind of thing. And, and unfortunately we've gone through so many things in our history where if we had backed down and done the easy thing um our, our everything could have been different every i mean everything could have been ruined and different but and but we have to stand up we have to do what's right and as i said if joe biden won the election and we figure that out as a, a accounting for all of the fraud that was that was done well then he's won the election and our country moves forward. But there are many people, there are many uh, foes of the United States. There are issues, uh, you know, uh, people who hate the United States who live here already and are, and are actually actively trying to change things and so forth. Um, whether it's foreign or domestic foes, the United States can't afford to be divided. It can't afford to be this much at each other's throats. Because that plays into those who come up, come up with, uh, well, here's my book of Marxism, and what we really need is some Marxism, and or what we really need is some socialism, or what we really need is some communism, you know. And they come up with these ideas, and you know what they think when they see everybody fighting, and as we are, everybody divided, or or Donald Trump's the devil, and, and on and on and on and on it goes. They just sit back and they laugh and they say to themselves, you're doing half of our work for us. It's, it's just that simple. So whether it's a big state actor like China or Russia or Iran or, or anybody else who would be a geopolitical foe or, or a, against the United States in our way of life, whether it's a country or whether it's a group of people or whether whoever it is, we can't afford to give them the ammunition and the sustenance they need so that's why it's so important to make sure that this is that we get this right and that when we see that things have been done or people were told you know don't don't get the uh, the verification or ballots are brought in at four o'clock in the morning as giuliani was talking about in the back of a truck thinking all the republican observers had gone uh but yet they unload them out of the truck and and they start counting these, uh, uh, well, fake ballots. 
we got a real problem. Okay, quick break. Much more after this. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's plug into e-cycling partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug in. In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last week. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Show. I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren the professor of politics. Yep, that's right. Class is in session. And folks, if you're here today, we are taking attendance. Please raise your hand so we can see you out there across the highways and byways of the land. And speaking of the highways and byways, the captain and I, Captain Matt Bruce, uh, we do the... Um, 
uh, Truckers Highway and Byway Report. If I'm on, I'm on usually for the first couple of hours of the program, and at the uh, uh, about 15, 10, 10 to 15 minutes towards the hour, we do the Trucker Highway and Byway Report. So if you're uh, out there, uh, we give you all the weather you need to know about uh, and much, much more as well. So another great part of being on the uh, Captain's America program. Um, okay, so let's, yeah, again, the, the thing with Giuliani, is really really important i just can't even stress you know how important it really is obviously um there's he's going to get pushback on this uh you know these are all unfounded charges well they have hundreds of affidavits by people who um have come forward and are willing to sign under penalty of perjury that they saw this particular thing happen or they were told to do this or this kind of thing so it's it's going to get worse before it gets better i'll I'll tell you that much it's going to get worse before it gets better um but again i can't stress enough we need need to have the right answer on this um otherwise everything is called into question but here's here's something though that i think is really important and that is People are watching Joe Biden uh, very closely. Uh, They're hearing what uh, the Democrats really, really, really want to do, assuming that they really, really do get power. Uh, What's in the offing? Well, let's just get right back to the Iran nuclear deal. I think this is going to throw into absolute chaos all the progress that's been made in the Middle East. Um, we are we would cease to be isolating Iran. Uh, we're going to you know so, suddenly run back over there with Joe Biden and 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 give them what they want in that sense and 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 really you know help to legitimize this regime that has been suffering so badly. Which is the whole point of the sanctions and the whole point of pulling out of the Iran deal is to isolate Iran and make the rest of the Middle East say to themselves, "Hey, it's a great idea." if we make peace with Israel and we we move forward into a much brighter future than if we continue to have to uh, deal with the same kinds of things that we've been seeing. Um, Joe Biden will want to, um, again, get rid of everything that Donald Trump ever did. Uh, your taxes will go up, absolutely. Uh, the Not just the 400,000, you know, that yada, yada, yada stuff. Um, so all that is going to be happening um, as a, in, in addition to all the other weirdness and we could spend a whole show going about going on about it. Um, but we're really seeing now what the Democrats are really all about. It's kind of a little it's like it's like a preview uh, because people understood things were going pretty good under Trump. Um you know, pre-COVID, we understand the COVID crisis. We understand all the things that have to be done. People are making sacrifices, obviously, um, and so on and so forth. But post-COVID, people want to get back to their normal lives. They don't want to build back better. That that, that has that has no resonance out in the highways and byways of the land. Build back better. What does that mean? Oh, it means that they're just gonna they're gonna reshuffle everything. You know, we're gonna hear about this. We're gonna you know they have the new economy forum and and it's all gonna be you know, come on. And I, I use a Joe Bidenism here. Come on, man. Well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, California has got a curfew now. Be home before curfew, I guess. Uh, California governor issues curfews, curfew as coronavirus cases rise. 
Um, of course, all this is coming on the heels of Gavin Newsom just partying it up with his friends, I guess. Um, and that's not something we can do because we are, you know, we are the great unwashed, I guess. Um, California Governor Gavin Newsom, this from CBS on Thursday, issued a temporary curfew. Oh, I'm so glad it's just temporary. Uh, throughout most of the state in an effort to slow the spread of coronavirus. The order, which goes into effect Saturday, stops gatherings and non-essential work between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. in areas under the state's purple tier label uh, where virus transmission is considered widespread. So that's pretty much everywhere right now. The virus is spreading at a pace we haven't seen since the start of this pandemic and the next several days and weeks will be critical to stop the surge. We are sounding the alarm right after I got back from the French laundry party. Newsom said in a press release, uh, I added the French laundry party part. Uh, it is criti- crucial that we act to decrease transmission and slow hospitalizations before the death count surges. We've done it before and we must do it again. Hmm. The stay at home order. Now, do you see a pattern developing here? This to me seems like we're just setting up another yo-yo. Um, the shutdowns don't really work. If shutdowns worked, we wouldn't be having this big a surge. I would think, I mean, but here we go again oh just shut down that's fine shut down oh you're you're non-essential <laughs> you're non-essential we're just gonna shut you down over there and and of course biden again even today in his press conference he he, he went back to his campaign slogan i'm not gonna shut down the economy i'm gonna shut down the virus <laughs> oh my gosh i mean this is real stuff they actually say this stuff and for you and I sitting out there listening to that, uh, to that kind of thing, we just have to, I guess, realize that, you know, um, they're going to continue to, you know, just be peddling this kind of stuff. How do you shut down the virus without shutting down the economy? If everybody has to stay home and you're non-essential and, and close your business, <laughs> sounds kind of like shutting down the economy to me, but that's just wordplay from them. It's just wordplay. I'm going to shut down the virus. Why is that? Well, I'm going to follow the science. Well, a lot of we think we've followed the science here. The stay-at-home order affects 41 out of uh, California's 58 counties, which makes up over 94% of the state's population. We are asking Californians to change their personal behaviors, except, except the governor who can go to the French Laundry, um, to stop the surge. We must be strong together and make tough decisions to stay socially connected but physically distanced during this critical time. Letting down our guard could put thousands of lives in in danger and cripple our healthcare system, said Dr. Erica Pan, California's acting public health officer. Well, I guess, did anybody, did, did, did Gavin Newsom run out and say, everybody stop your Joe Biden celebration? Nobody did that. In fact, in fact, it's completely off the radar. It's it's but but Trump rallies are super spreading events. You know what else is super spreading events? Thanksgiving dinner. You know what else is a super spreading event? Going to church. But what's not a super spreading event? Joe Biden celebration, rioting, burning down buildings. Okay, then and that's fine. Or going to the big box um, hardware store. That's okay too, uh, I guess. Or after, or anything after 10 p.m., you know, the virus can't can't get you. I, up until then, I don't know what I, I honestly, I'm having a hard time trying to even 
get all this. The state's COVID-19 case rate has increased 50% during the first week of November, and the state's Department of Public Health said the state's Department of Public Health more than 1 million people have contracted the virus in the state of California. Over 18,400 people have died, according to Johns Hopkins University. Uh, Let's see. So... The uh, curfew is uh, in effect, I guess, it's, uh, we're looking here. Yeah, 10 p.m. gatherings and non-essential work between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. So I don't know what that means. You can't, uh, don't, you can't go to a friend's. You can't uh, have a, I don't know. Who knows? It's, well, I'm sure that there's probably a bullet point sheet somewhere from the state of California. <laughs> Uh, but at any rate, I don't know if they're going to send people to your door. How many people do you have over for Thanksgiving? If you have anybody over for Thanksgiving, um, who knows? Okay, well, let's see. Uh, this from Bloomberg. The newly expanded group of young pro- progressive Democrats in the House, led by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is moving quickly to pressure President-elect Joe Biden for bold action on climate change, racial justice, and other issues despite wariness among some of the party's establishment of moving too far too quickly. <laughs> I don't think they, they understand what that means. I, I, I don't think they have any, any notion at all um, about uh, moving too far or too quickly. Um, in fact, uh, it's not moving quickly enough uh, for them uh, in the squad or the progressive wing, whatever you want to call them. Uh, we have champions like Mondar Jones, like Jamal Bowman, and Cory Bush that are now being ushered into this new wave, Ocasio-Cortez said during a rally Thursday outside the Washington headquarters of the Democrat National Committee. I don't know. Could that have been a super spreading event rally? I don't know. Um, Ocasio, suddenly rallies are fine, I guess. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez speaks, uh, or rather uh, she was referring to the three progressive elect progressives elected in November, replacing longtime Democrat incumbents. Jones and Bowman won New York City and Bush in St. Louis. They're not a flash in the pan and they're and they're not a, a hot new thing. Um, uh, Ocasio-Cortez said uh, what it shows is a deep yearning, a deep yearning for climate change, climate justice, rather, and environmental action. In the United States of America. Yeah, that's what about all the other seats that the Democrats lost? No, there, there's not a deep yearning to make sure, uh, again, we turn out, we, uh, we overturn other parts of the economy that are jobs. And, um, you know, I mean, really, I mean, if we actually really wanted to use technology to really start fixing things and stuff like that, we could do that. But the Green New Dealers, they're just trying to foist a a political agenda on you they're using that to get more power over you it's it's completely transparent it's absolutely obvious well folks uh, thanks for listening to the program today we will see you on the radio tonight and back here on monday you're listening to kyle warren take care out there